This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. The founder of Cool Blind Tech, Nelson Rego, is here to talk about some new developments in inclusive technology. Hey, good morning, Nelson. Hey, good morning, Dave. So, Nelson, let's start with Braille Bristol Technology. They've developed the first, their first ever Braille gaming system, the Canute Gaming Dock. So, Nelson, let's start with the inspiration. What inspired them to make this technology? Yeah, back in uh, 2011, um, the um, uh, company founders uh, wanted to develop a Braille machine uh, to reverse the, um, oh, the decline in the uh, literacy for uh, the blindness community because that's uh, a big thing these days uh, uh, with, with Braille just not being as prevalent as it should be. So that, that was the objective was to, uh, was to just uh, get people to be more uh, literate uh, with their uh, with their Braille devices, as opposed to what we're doing now with all these uh, touched uh, devices that we use. So when we're talking about games, this could mean a whole lot of different kinds of games. So what are some of the game titles that are going to be included in this? Yeah, they, they have a, a couple of games. Uh, there's a, um, a City Explorer game. Um, there's uh, a game that's called Snake. Um so, and then they actually have a feature where it allows the user uh, to actually develop their own game. So uh, that's the other cool aspect of, of this is that uh, uh, if, if there's a game that you have in your head that you want to actually create, uh, this device actually allows you to do that. Now, the company Braille, uh, Bristol Braille Technologies, they've been around for a long, long time. But I need a reminder about some of the other products and technology they've developed. Yeah, their first uh, machine was uh, back then. They touted as the, uh, the Kindle for the blind, so uh, it was the uh, Canute uh, 360, and that allowed users to uh, read books, uh, read music, and allowed them to uh, uh, read graphs. Uh, I think at the time, um, the device they had had nine uh, rows of Braille, which you know at that time was very unusual because usually you just have like one row. Um, so that, that was the original machine. And then that machine spun off into the machine that we're talking about here today, uh, to hopefully inspire, uh, people that want to get into sort of programming or, uh, computer science. Um, and even, uh, with the tactile component, allowing people to sort of, uh, develop their spatial awareness, uh, with their, uh, built in, um, that city explore app, uh, that allows people to, to, uh, sort of figure out their orientation and spatial awareness. So, um, yeah, there's some cool features that allow people to sort of uh, uh, learn from the current machine. When is the Canute Gaming Dock going to be available? Uh, they're they're uh, they're on tour throughout the UK. Um, I think right now they're in London, uh, so they're they're kind of shopping around the device. In in their they have these little uh, sessions that they have around the, the country, um, and then after that, uh, they're doing a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, I believe next week or next couple weeks, uh, they're planning to do a crowdfunding to sort of uh, see how much interest there is for people to actually uh, develop as, this as an end-user product. So, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an actual device, and, and uh, hopefully people will, will be uh, more aware of it and, 
and uh, hopefully it'll get over here uh, because, um, you know, obviously this is started in the UK, but uh, it'd be nice to see uh, that device over here so we could try it out as well. Well, hopefully it'll get, it'll get launched at all. I mean, it sounds like they haven't even started mass producing it yet. No, no, they're not, they're not quite there. They're, they still need, uh, the, you know, the, the funding behind it to sort of develop the product. Nelson, let's move over to your tech tip, and it's a really useful one for folks who are onto the iOS 16 operating yeah. system. This is a good one because every now and then you have a great idea for an email, but you don't want somebody's phone buzzing at 2 a.m. So how do you <laughs> schedule emails in iOS 16? Yeah, this is a, a really cool field. We're actually starting to see more of this with other apps as well, but uh, you have to have iOS 16 for this to work. And it's a very simple uh, thing to do. So you just launch your, your uh, built-in uh, mail app in iOS. Uh, and if you're uh, composing or replying to an email, uh, you would obviously do the select your, your person that you're sending to, the, the subject matter, and then filling in the, uh, the draft area where you want to fill out the information. And then from there, um, uh, for a side user, you just uh, tap and hold the, uh, the send button. Uh, for a voiceover user, uh, you do like a, a single finger uh, and then tap twice and hold um, for the, the pop-up to, to actually get uh, the send later feature. Uh, there is a default where it gives you some uh, automatic times, and then you can customize the time where you can choose the calendar, the, the time itself, and then, and, then, uh, and then it'll actually create a folder uh, for it to, to send later. Uh, you'll see that later, so you can actually customize it or just send it uh, directly if you need it to actually uh, send it more urgently. So, so um, yeah, like you said, there's a, a lot of us uh, who are blind that are a bit of night owls that have these great ideas in the middle of the night. You you don't feel comfortable sending it, uh, you know, early in the morning. Um, so it's nice uh, to have this feature to send people. Yeah, not that I feel too guilty about sending people notes whenever I'm awake, but sometimes you know, people make presumptions at 2.30 on a Saturday morning. What was Dave really thinking about when he sent this email? So, yeah, sometimes it's nice for a little bit of incognito. Also, like, let's be fair. There are certain situations where you get an email notification first thing you wake up in the morning. Maybe yeah. you're not actually going to respond to that because you're going to go through your morning routine. You're going to have your coffee. You're going to take a shower. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to do kind of whatever, but yeah. then all of a sudden that opportunity, if that email comes in at, say, 9 o'clock or 8.55, right as you're sitting down yeah. at the desk when you get to the office, you might actually be able to sort of target when somebody may get to a response quicker. So there's some strategy to this as well, not just sort of uh, trying to keep up appearances. Yeah, and then with my email, most of my spam I get uh, anywhere between midnight and 5 a.m. anyway. So I have it so that it uh, screens that stuff out. So I, I never look at that stuff to begin with. Because uh, that that ninety nine percent of the time it's spam. You're implying that the email that I would schedule for you is spam, which Mr. Rich know might be accurate. Uh, Nelson, thank you for this. We appreciate it. Great, thanks. Take care. That's Nelson Rego, the founder of Cool Blind Tech. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at nine a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.